Hey guys, normally there's a lot more people that come, so we'll start adding them in, but uh, we'll get started in about a minute. morning. What's up, Hunter? How's it going, dude? Good, how are you? Good, man, good. Cool. So we'll get started right now. Normally there's about 20 people that come. Um, maybe it's a bit early, but we'll get started. So today we're going to go over like um, knowing your margins is the most important thing, especially if you want to start scaling up exponentially. Um, so, and then ask me some questions during the way. There's not, not a lot of people, so it makes it easy. We can kind of go like tailor this to each person now. It makes it a lot easier. Cool. Um, so the biggest thing in terms of like how you want to grow, um, you want to know your purchase prices, right? So basically it goes down to money in, money out, money in, and then money out, right? Um, on this money in, money out concepts, right? So you want to know your ROI, um, also your turnover. These are probably the two biggest numbers that you want to know. Um, with this information, you can then raise debt or you can get debt and you can see how fast your items are churning. So personally for me, right, let's say, um, let's say I'm spending 10K, um, my ROI is 35% and my turnover is 47 days, right? Um, and if your turnover is under 60 days, you can do a lot of um, financing options that are really uh, useful, I guess you could say. Um, some of those useful options is credit card, credit card um also you want to be buying on credit card too um because you get your points and all that stuff um credit card you can get a paypal loan there's other ones that paypal loan you're looking at about a 10 to 15 percent interest rate obviously credit cards you have about 60 days to pay them off give or take um so if you know these two options um, on the bottom on terms of purchase price roi and turnover you can start scaling exponentially a lot quicker so on, um, on that top end too, so we'll kind of go through like how to scale and know your numbers on top of that. So obviously you have your sourcing, <coughs> sourcing, you have um, listing, cross-listing, cross-listing, um, and what's called shipping. Um, so the one thing you need to have up front, um, this is great if you do liquidation. So liquidation is probably the easiest way to scale because you can buy bulk, right? So you need to have a lot of processing power up front um, on this side. So with the sourcing side, let's say you're doing liquidation. I know that's what you are doing, Hunter, so it makes it easy when you go from that. Um, so what I would do on liquidation, I've been looking at this kind of um, deeply as well. I would take a purchase price the more obviously more money you put in the more money you'll get out um the biggest problem about liquidation in general is you don't know your return on investment beforehand with that um makes it a lot harder to to deal um with uh the scale right so um what i would do if it was me i would i would buy um uh, buy pallets um, from, a, from a distributor, make sure you know that return on investment from that distributor, and you can start scaling up pretty quickly. So if, if the numbers are correct, every $10,000 that you put in, you're getting a 35% return on investment. Um, that makes it, what, uh, $3,500. And then it's just in scale, right? So 
there's a couple ways you can do this. The bottom is going to be the biggest bottleneck is obviously my listing and shipping part. But if you can get it down, it makes it a lot easier to move really quickly. Um, so then it becomes just a lot easier money in, money out. So the whole concept to really in scale is just knowing money in and then money out. Um, this makes it super, super simple to really kind of pick it up and process a lot of power. Um, and then you just have that middle processing in between. So on that liquidation side, again, I would pick these big liquidation pallets up. Obviously, the higher dollar amount you put in, the more money you're going to get out um, uh, on average. And then you're looking for a higher margin. If you're looking, uh, the biggest problem about it, this is going to happen is when you're in, um, when you are in uh, a buying situation, I'll kind of go over, um, I know it's on an email, like I picked about $400,000 with the product and I put zero money down on it. So there's a couple of ways to finance that kind of stuff. Um, you can help hit that scale. But in terms of reselling, especially if you start really pumping a lot of product through, um, pricing system. So let's say you have your money you have in, in your, and let's call it your bank account money, right? That you have in your bank account. Um, this money, whenever you are a reseller, you're actually paying, you're actually paying dollars, right? Up front, unless you get a 30 day or 60 day um, notes on it for the inventory, um, you're paying money up front. So your sales, this is how um, all resellers, even myself, right? When I, when I do eBay Amazon arbitrage, my money goes down, my sales go up, right? So this is the biggest, um, I wouldn't say problem, but this is the biggest like a hurdle in reselling. Once you get your whole back end figured out in terms of your listing, your processing, your shipping, and when you can start hitting scale, this is gonna be your biggest problem every time um, in terms of number wise. So the more money you put in, the more money you're really spending, right? Um, the higher your sales are, but then you have to either replace this money or, or finagle it some way to really start gathering a lot of cash. Again, this is me getting a loan, using credit cards. Um, one thing about credit cards, you can get really sketchy if you do not know your turnover and if it slows down or you get banned. Um, so then you are on the hook for that, right? So it gets, it gets starts getting really um, hard to move a lot of weight because if you're using credit cards, it can get sketchy. So like my company last year, I'll kind of give an example. Um, we had, um, so we did uh, 1.7 in 12 months. So with that, um, it made it really hard to scale. So we had the backend processing done correctly, but um, obviously, um, the money became a problem. So like pushing that much scale that quickly with that big of um, with that big of a um, uh, ramp up in terms of money in terms of sales, the cash went down really fast. So we had about two hundred thousand dollars of debt, um, and then I only only recommend taking debt out if you know your margins, you know how fast you can turn over product, and you know you can take it on. If you can't do that, do not take on debt. Do not use credit cards makes it super, super sketchy if you do not know how fast your turnover is and that margin. So let's say I had that $200,000 of debt last year. I'll take that and then I had 1.7, 1.7 in sales. So with this, like um, we had a 47 day turnaround. So I knew my turnaround is fast enough. I can use credit cards and I was making enough margin. I could use credit cards, right? So this was a mixture of credit cards. We had about $120,000 of credit card debt last year and about $80,000 of loan debt. Um, on the loan debt, we took out PayPal loans, makes it um, a lot easier. Um, and it was about a 10, we averaged about a 10 or 11% um, interest rate on that on that PayPal. Now PayPal does it, they give it you upfront um, and then they take it out each month in turning the interest and the principal. 
Um, so there's another way you can finagle that if you get a balloon payment or you know family and friends that are more happy to do balloon payments. But so last year, uh, we did that 200K. Every, we had like, we were running at like about a, like a, I usually had like a thousand bucks, right? $1,000 in my bank account. And then our sales were continuously climbing. We would just reinvest, 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 take no profit out. And that's how we hit that scale. But like I was talking about before, with that dollar amount, it just drops super fast the more you have sales. So there's ways to do that. Um, again, take out credit card debts or loans, or you can even do what I did um, last week is when we do this kind of stuff, we can also do it on consignment. So the background about last week is I pulled out about $400,000 of high-end electronics um, from uh, my past company. So I used to run a downsizing estate company. If y'all want to use this model, you're more than welcome to. Uh, with, uh, um, um, so basically, this is kind of our, our rates. Um, this is how we run a uh, downsize in a state company. Again, I don't do downsize their estates anymore. They're just kind of, a, they're, they're, they're hard to scale. So now we kind of tailored it to high end, um, super high end uh, luxury items. So I can see this is the way how I run consignment in terms of this way. And this actually solves for that problem of having too many, um, not enough money in, in super high scale. So at that 400,000 mark, um, uh, we were probably going to make 120 to 150 K, um, uh, at net after all just from the consignment. So it's a great way to really, really build up cash is do these kind of weird financing options or, or payment options to then help grow your business um, a lot quicker. There's, there's, there's a couple different ways to do it. Again, if you are buying liquidation, there's no one's going to give you a 30 or 60 day, unless you're buying a lot. Um, like you're buying thousands and thousands of dollars um, so you have to pay up front, but there's just different options to how to really work this. Cool. We also have a small group today, so I can answer any questions. If you want to go over your business model in general, this is the perfect time to ask as well. So we only have about five people. No, he's about 20 or 30. I kind of bumped up the time, so that's probably why. Cool. If not, I'll just go through. I'll just keep going through. Cool. You can always put it in chat, too, if you have any questions. Awesome. We'll make this one a bit shorter today as well, probably about 30 minutes, um, just so we can push through as much as we possibly can. Um, does anybody, anybody know their margins um, on the top of their head on how much they are making in terms of on average for their products? And then we can kind of figure out how we can scale that and what's the best way to scale that. Again, you can put it in chat speaking, speaking here as well. If not, I'll just kind of go through how I'm scaling um, or how um, we're looking to help other people scale too. Um, so what we're doing to next, like the next steps to help scale, uh, we're doing a few things. One, well, trying to figure out what the, all these bottlenecks that are happening with people. So again, if you have any questions, bottlenecks. So we're kind of figuring out, obviously the listing part is a big bottleneck, right? Um, we have the customer service. Customer service is a pain um, and shipping is, is hard. So our next goal is to, is to solve for all these problems or all these bottlenecks. Also sourcing. A lot of people are having a trouble really sourcing good products. Um, and right now we've had um, a couple of feelers on the market. A lot of the liquidation because of COVID, um, it, it's, it's tough, right? Cause not a lot of activities going on in terms of retail. Um, so all like the big retail stores 
um, all the big retail stores are having a lot of problems getting good inventory. It's obviously supply and demand. You're seeing this in the car market as well. Um, right now, there's not a lot of supply, so the demand's going up. So the margins are the margins are decreasing. Um, in terms of numbers as well, this is what normally happens. This is always happens, right? So in terms of um, when 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 there's so when supply and demand, right? When supply supply and then demand. Um, you're not going to really ever find a vacuum. You might find a vacuum here or there, um, and we'll kind of go over that. So supply and demand, obviously the higher, the lower the supply, the more the demand's going up. So that's obviously increase in price. Um, and then we can go from there. For me, listing is the issue. Paula, perfect. Um, so with listing, is it, what, what are you listing? You're listing close, I believe, correct? No. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Sorry. Okay. Good. So no, actually vintage um, hard goods mostly okay. and uh, toys, vintage toys and mostly vintage toys. Okay. So I have a, a pretty high um, uh, ASP. Actually mm -hmm. right now it's over a hundred dollars. Okay. Um, nice. Since I started a little over a year ago, um, where of course when you start, you don't know as much. It, it's mm -hmm. still at $72 if I, you know, divide my total sales by my total transactions. Nice. So, um, yeah, which is great because I have a pretty small store. Actually, it's only 399 items right now. Um, okay. So my issue is um, being able to list faster. And I did sign up for your, for Hammock, of course, which is why I'm on here. But we had some struggles with getting that going. Um, yep. It's with the eBay, I guess there's an issue. So it's been several weeks and we haven't been able to make any progress. Um, but for me, it's a little tough because I didn't realize when I signed up that um, you're more limited to clothes and electronics. So it's, uh, it's hard to find a way to list kind of different, you know, it's, it's almost different each time. So I'm, I'm trying to find a way to say just do a particular type of product like vintage barbies in the box and have mm -hmm. say you guys do that or vintage games and puzzles because you can read right on the box what it is it makes it a lot easier yep um so but like i said my problem is just getting it listed i have i do have a death pile which is awesome mm -hmm. um and like i said i have a really good asp but getting it up there is is my issue. Hundred percent. So what our team can do is anything that has a brand and a model is gonna be the easiest way to do it. So like the problem is gonna be the vintage like um, vintage thing that there is no brand for. Our team doesn't know what it is, right? Unless you want right. to add in the brand. So right. what I would do, um, if you really want to speed it up, maybe it's gonna happen. Is I would even give us like uh, parameters, right? So if you know the brand of it, let's say. Um, um, if you know the brand of it or even like the model base of it um, makes it easy then we can go search and then find a similar comp um, that's gonna be the easiest way for us to do these kind of items um, but like you I said right so we need the easiest way for us is we need to have a brand or model that we can then go and and figure and then we can go down and research that kind of stuff so that's the way we can do these non-clothing non-electronic um, non-puzzle items we just need some extra information and our team can do those still Okay, well, that's why I'm trying to start with the things that do have a brand name and have 
you know, that are in a box. So mm -hmm. you literally can see, you know, what game it is and what year it is. And my 16 year old, I actually hired her to take photos and she takes really good ones. So, nice. um, so that part is, you know, that's all trained and I've got that, but to get that, um, kind of average sale price that's so high, I need to spend a lot more time on sourcing, which I love, which everybody mm -hmm. loves. That's my favorite part. I don't want to hire somebody to source. I couldn't hire somebody to source because it's just, I kind of have a pretty good instinct. Um, and that's pretty hard to teach, but the listing I think is something I could, I could outsource. So yep. um, anyway, just, I guess, waiting to, to resolve whatever the issue is with eBay. I don't know how it is this week, but yeah, so yep. So on the, on that side, right now again, like we talked, um, eBay permissions are down just across the board. Um, so that's the difficult part. Um, we are working on our own solution, and you can use a like LastPass or some other other option, right? Um, those are the two options we have in terms of uh, be able to move faster. But we are adding in our we're adding in the API, so the backend connection with eBay. Uh, we've been on we've been obviously on the phone with them for a while now. Um, so we just got permission to use their API on the back end. So we're adding that into the software. So that should be up by at least, uh, we're launching it today in our dev environment. So it should, we'll test it today and probably launch it in two to three days, hopefully by Friday at the latest. Oh, that's great. Cause um, yeah, cause when I called eBay, they said, no, your permissions are on. I don't understand what the issue is, but of course that's, you know, customer service. They don't always know what's going on in the, in the background. Mm -hmm. So I was concerned about that. I didn't want to use LastPass because to me, that's the same as giving somebody my, my, um, my password because they can still get on and do whatever they want with my account. So for me, that doesn't solve that problem. They won't see the password, but they're still getting access um, the same way I would if I, if I save my passwords in my computer. So really the only thing that, um, in terms of like having account access, right, there's really not much to make and do inside that, right? It's um, so like, even when I, I run, I run buying, um, I buy about, so last year I did buy about a million dollars with the product. Um, I use, use the same guys I have right now. Um, but there's nothing inside most accounts. One bank, uh, any, any credit card or banks is all blocked off, so you can't change that. Um, there's really nothing inside these basic accounts that, could really do damage. Um, that's kind of the interesting part, but I understand either way. I didn't really know that. So that's good to know. Definitely. I can think about that then. Cool. And then Elaine had a question. Do you guys have a good tracking sheet that will pull up all your numbers uh, in the same time? Elaine, what do you mean by uh, numbers in terms of your listings or are you talking about your um, prices or your, your overall like a like um, backend numbers in terms of return on investment or uh, can you just want information about that, please? We can keep, I can keep going through while you do that. Cool. Um, my question um, is like, I know we, well managed payment might do it all because right now you, I'm having to go from eBay to PayPal mm. to get all my numbers together. And I'm, I'm keeping all, keeping track of everything. Um, and I just was wondering, maybe managed payment will will kick in and be able to bring all the numbers in at, together, where you don't have to go from one page to the other page to get to get keep track of your numbers. 
Yeah, so that's the one thing with eBay. They're kind of far behind. Um, so there's nothing that's really good in terms of gives you exact numbers. It won't give you your cost of goods. It won't add in, give you your gross net or your net net. What, it's going, what managed payment store does is they're going to grab your shipping costs. Anything, anything that eBay tracks, shipping and purchase price and fees they'll give you, right? So they'll give you a little bit of information that it, it helps out, but it's not enough to really make a difference, right? Um, that's why, like, if, if you can use us or somebody else, it doesn't matter on that side. I would recommend um, going or do it yourself recommend going through and getting those numbers, right? Um, and then really tracking. Because um, if you can track what you are doing, you can then build, you can build something a lot faster because you know exactly what you're doing, your numbers, your turnovers, your return on investment, all that kind of stuff. So the more tracking you have, the better your numbers are in terms of the better tracking your numbers are the better, the more efficiently you can run your business. If you want to scale a business, it's all about efficiency. It's like, how easy can I make a dollar? And then that's the, that's the best way to do it. Make sense? Yes. Also, I have another question. Um, when I am tracking my numbers, I could have one thing on my sheet. And then when I look at eBay in debt, it's like it's another number. So I just, I'm wondering if anybody else have that issue or can see something like that. Um, what, what do you mean by another number? And where are you, are you getting like from PayPal or how are you getting the first number? Cause they're adding in sales tax as well. Um, and then PayPal is going to withdraw that sales tax before it gets to your PayPal. Like if I, my profit on my sheet, I could see a profit number of maybe $20. Mm-hmm. But when I look at eBay's overall total it's like my profit has decreased to maybe fifteen dollars because there's another number coming in from somewhere that i wasn't able to track yeah so i'll kind of run the numbers on that side so in terms of numbers like what paypal or what ebay is going to give you it's going to give you um the sale price they're going to give you shipping cost uh fee break down cool so they're gonna give you about three different numbers and the fee breakdown they're probably gonna give you managed payments or some sort of credit card processing these are the only things that they're gonna have right so they won't be able to break down anything else um they don't have your cost of goods so if you want to get your if you want to get your net net you want you had to get your cost of goods sold um this is how you can see your actual profit so um, but they won't have that that's the biggest thing so you don't have to get your cost of goods sold for each different product and then add that in Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. How's it going, Phil? Hey, good. Good, thank you. Um, okay. Yeah, um, getting my listings up. You know, getting more, nice. trying to get more through, more through to you guys. Um, yeah, I've got a guy who's working with me now who's doing real good, and it's working really well. And he's just working on you know, trying to maximize every minute of, you know, his day to, to make sure we're, you know, working on that efficiency model. On that, um, like kind of what Chris went through last, um, last mm. um, is, his name. Um, are you doing it by hour? Are you paying him hourly or are you doing it by per product um, slash like per, um, He's, he's activity. Yeah, he's he's pay per hour because 
you know, he's, he's doing all sorts for me, not just listing. He's, mm. you know, he's unloading the pallets. He's, he's cleaning, testing, grading, tidying up the packaging where we, where we can. Mm. He's photographing now. He's putting things on the shelf. He's putting the location skew in. He's, you know, he's vacuuming the place for me. He, you know, he does everything. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll, um, organize the shipping area if we need it retidying you know he does whatever i need him to do mm -hmm. so with um, that it makes, it makes it a little hard to like um get your numbers uh like your mm -hmm. costs down dramatic like your cost you to, to be able to get your cost perfect right or in terms of like mm -hmm. you can scale right um with that you can try to like um just average it out it's probably the best way to do it but at least you have a helper and you should be moving fast yeah, it's getting faster. I mean, I'm, you know, just looking now at the, my eBay draft listings, we've got, you know, we're, we're getting, we're not where we need to be, but we're, we're getting up to starting to work towards 10, 15 a day now. Soon that'll be 2025. 20, so, cool. Um, so, so, yeah, we're, we're going in the right direction. Perfect. And on that, like every, um, when you guys are listening, giving us information, um, try to give us as least amount as possible, unless you have those very, very hard vintage items that we talked about, uh, Paula. Um, like, so I did some uh, high-end electronics. I photoed it and kind of like tested to see how fast we can move. On high-end electronics, like uh, cleaning and photoing, I did about 25 in an hour. Um, that's, again, that's just giving um, the photos and then the used condition. Any sort of description, like I had like length of like wires and stuff. Other than that, like try to keep these Try to keep the amount of information um, that's given to us at the very, very minimum, just to speed up as much time as possible. Um, that's what I was doing when I was listening this weekend again, trying to test everything out too. Okay, so on your on your new, well, we'll call it call it an app. You know, your yep. the, the screen you have up now. Yep. Those all those plus signs are for photographs. Do they have to be in any particular order, or does it does it matter to you? As of right now, no. In the next stop, we're going to have um, some, we are releasing uh, the native app on your iPhone or Android, and that's going to be a little easier to do, but realistically, no. So as long as the defaults first, the rest is just extra, right? This kind of helps help people out, try to get, try to see what they need. But other than that, like as long as the draft is the defaults first, it doesn't matter where you put the items. Our team is going to go through each, each individual thing and pick out the brand and model, especially for what you're doing, Phil. Um, yeah. It's just about how it's just, you need to be able to process through as fast as possible. Yeah. <clears throat> where, I'm sorry, where is this, um, what I'm looking at? I haven't seen this before. Yep. Um, so this is going to be on app.hammock.com. So you can sign up for it. And we can also give you your accounts as well. We just released this probably about two weeks ago. Um, we are releasing a lot more. Um, we're focusing directly on the software now instead of everything else. So I can find this if I go on app.hammock.com. Yep. Oh, okay. Because when I started, all I did was they told me to just upload it to a Google uh, Drive yep. photos. And I didn't want to have to like write a whole thing of, you know, all the information when it was in the, the pictures, yep. like you said, because then I might as well list it myself. <laughs> it would take 100%. the same amount of time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. So we also just push it on our software too. If you guys ever need the link, you can just go to hammock.com, hit that sign in, and it's going to go directly to, um, directly to the items, right? So like, let me actually see, like this is how I did my photos, I'll print this up. Um, 
So again, I just try to move as fast as possible. Um, just took some photos, default photo, and the rest is just, the rest is gonna be just rest, right? Make sure we have the, the model, um, AccuDrive Smart, and then I think, where is the model? I think it's this right here. Yeah, AccuDrive um, uh, Smart Power, and I have nothing else in this at all, except for the condition, right? And con the condition is gonna be constant. Quantity is always gonna be one unless you change it. So that's what we're trying to do, right? Is we're trying to make it so it's super simple and as fast as possible to upload. Um, the next thing we are releasing is a faster way to take photos, sort of like the eBay app. It's gonna be automatic. Um, other than that, like just be able to, I'll kind of show you like my listings in general. Um, and then we can kind of go from there. So like, yeah, so this one, like our team can pick out this super easily. Um, again, default photo and then the rest is just the rest. Um, the best way to do it would probably be take the, the brand and the model will be the first two. We can then kind of speed up the listing power on our end. But again, it doesn't matter. Our team will go through the photos. Let me see. Even like something super basic of this thing. It's a default photo, just like a basic one. And then um, again, uh, this is the brand and then the models on the back end. So transparent, Optus, and then MM2. Um, this is the full thing so then again i put nothing else in here except for the quantity um because it is two so i change that and then the use price so again it's like how fast can we do it if you guys are doing shoes or anything very very simple i had to clean these off too um if you're doing anything very very simple you should be able to hit like that 30 to 40 mark i did 25 doing like super weird like i, I measured this stuff too um other than that um it should be able to process through Awesome, awesome, awesome. So then, um, does anybody have any numbers that we can go over and I'll kind of see how we can like um, scale? Uh, does anybody have like their return on investment or turnover that we can go over and we'll kind of talk about how we can scale and efficiently scale too? If not, I can just pull some like random numbers out. Hey, I've got a really quick question. Yep, man. Um, it's uh, so with the hammock app, um, they uploaded um, my drafts onto eBay. Um, they don't actually post them. I just go check out through the uh, drafts and then I just post them from there and make sure it's all good, right? Um, you can tell us the list directly to your um, eBay too. So basically like, um, okay. so what like Chris does or I know we have other big players that do like a lot of units. Um, once you get familiar with what we do, then they'll just tell us and they like what we do and it's like kind of we done it for a while. Um, they'll yeah. tell us the list directly to their account. So we can even skip that, that draft process as okay. well especially if it's kind of like stuff that's brand and model, I would even just draft it because then you like the, the listings, honestly, the listings guys, they don't like, um, it's all about speed and try to get the, the quality, the quality up to a decent amount. And then it's just about processing through because the biggest yeah. bottleneck is you, um, is putting up items on the storeroom floor. You can always change it if it's a bit too high in terms of pricing. Um, cause if you look at your total solds on, on, it's kind of going down the rabbit hole. But if you look at your total solds, um, 97 to 98% of your total solds is going to be one-off people buying. So they're going to be searching the brand and model or the brand or the type of item in, in eBay and they're going to be buying off that. So it's just about processing through as much as possible. Sure, sure. And then actually while I have you, um, in terms of scale, you said liquidation is a pretty good way to you know scale up a little quicker. Um, do you have any other recommendations on where to source for quicker scale? Yeah, definitely. So I'll kind of go through that. All there's kind of um, there's kind of three different ways, right? So liquidation is that business aspect. You can look at it, there's this things called the four Ds. It, it's it's basically how items because we as resellers we are 
um, it's, it's called uh, supply chain. We're, we're, we're basically at the end of the supply chain dump. Um, so uh, items get down the supply chain and that's when we pick them up. If that's garage sales, if that's thrift stores, whatever it may be. Um, so there's multiple different ways to do this. Um, if you're looking to scale um, with a lot of product, obviously liquidation is going to be the, uh, one of the best ways. Cause then you have the top end funnel. Cause if you look at, this is kind of, this is for everybody as well. If you look at um, like uh, your, your total funnel in general, um, you need to be able to do this. Uh, it's just a big funnel. So sourcing is going to be your biggest thing. If you can just push products through, you're good. So we have liquidation. Obviously we have garage sales, um, thrift. Um, then we also have kind of like a niche market in terms of like buying online. So we have online arbitrage. This is what I do consistently is online arbitrage, basically marketplace to marketplace. So you can buy on eBay. You can actually buy on eBay and sell on eBay. You can buy on Macari and sell on Macari uh, or sell on eBay. You can buy on all these different sites and right. do this. I would say you don't want to be able to drive because you want to be able to take your time. Basically, how many items can you source per hour? Um, and then how many items can you list per hour? That's going to be your two biggest bottlenecks. Um, yeah. That's why that's why um, liquidation works as well. It's, you can buy so much that you can just push that to the system. There's also um, consignment. This is what I did last week. And this is what you have with, if you're looking to scale guys and you don't have a lot of money. So if money is your, your if, if money is the biggest problem, let's say you have 10K you want to spend on a business. This then turns to zero because you buy on a liquidation. Either you have to get a loan loan or use credit cards to be able to um, offset that balance um, or you can do consignments. So consignment, you can run down this a lot of ways. Like what I do for consignment, again, you can check out, I'll put this in the chat. You guys can copy this if you guys want to, that's perfectly fine. So I do high end luxury consignment only. I only touch the best of the best, but people can do like downsize and estates and stuff like that. It's all the same. Um, but with that, I run a downside. This is kind of my side hustle, I guess you could say. Um, with this, you can pull out a lot of products um, and it's relatively easy. With this, I got this, I got this last item from a, um, in a state trust, right? Um, state trust. Um, you can also do, um, uh, what is it? Uh, organizer, organizers. I got probably about a few million dollars worth of art, not about, about a million dollars worth of art from an organizer as well. There's different ways you can do this. Basically, whatever way you're looking at, you need to reverse engineer it in terms of, um, how you're getting your product. So if you're getting it from like thrift stores, um, look, of how, look at how the thrift store is getting their products, right? So the thrift store is getting their product, let me kill this stuff. And the thrift store is getting their products from downsizes, states, um, just people, I think downsizing is just in general, right? They're getting rid of a lot of product. That means they're, they're getting rid of it. They're pushing, pushing it out of the system. Um, estates is when somebody passes, divorce, divorce, the four Ds, right? Downside, death, disaster. Or, or like if like um, there's a lot of stuff from thrift stores that gets, if like they have water damage or their house, something gets flooded, they'll just toss everything to the thrift store just to get rid of it. So that's how like thrift stores are doing. Whatever you're working on, guys, just try to reverse engineer in terms of how to get better product. You have to go up the supply chain every time. So if you're looking to do a thrift store model, I this is why I did the states um, and downsizes is because this is where the model where the thrift store is going to. Every time you go upstream, that's where you get better prices and higher margin, right? So there's no way I could pick out $400,000 um, worth of product at a thrift store 
I had to get it from a, uh, an estate trust because this is the top of this. This is the top of the funnel, right? So basically, how this happens is obviously like for an estate, there's somebody that passes. Um, then it goes to a high-end ones go to an estate trust or a state lawyer, and then it goes to a, um, a state sales, and then it goes down to a thrift, and then it, sometimes it goes down to reseller. Sometimes resellers can be right here as well. So this is how, like the supply chain of like a downs a, an estate company or a downsize or just in the tr like um, the thrift store. Every time you go upstream, you're making more money and that's how you get better product too. Um, so like in terms of uh, liquidation, this goes for Phil and I, I guess you too, Hunter, like for like um, this side. So liquidation goes from a store, like a retail store, store um, slash online store. Um, these are returns. Um, it gets returned, right? So then this goes to a, what is it called? Um, a DC, um, a... Uh, a centralized warehouse that they pick up all the product. Then this goes to a wholesaler, um, and then this goes to a reseller. So, um, like, so this is this is good for you, Phil, as well. So, a lot of a lot of the people that are doing uh, liquidation, they're getting it from a wholesaler. So, you want better product um, and better selection, you go to the distribution center of that of that store, right? So each time you go upstream, that's when you get better product and more margin because everything about this way, every time margin, every time, every time something gets transferred, margin decreases one because of logistics, one because of logistics and then two, because let's call it hands in the pot, the pots. Like each time this happens, so DC is gonna be the logistics side. This is gonna cost money to do the sorting. And then the wholesaler is taking off money to sell to the reseller, right? So then we're yeah. making stream. Yeah. So I guess every time somebody touches that product, there's less profit. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, there are, there's a few, there's a few guys in the UK, which I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what they're doing quite closely <clears throat> and they, they do some videos on Facebook and that, you know, we have six pallets in today, you know, these you know while stocks last it's you know they're 49 pound instead of 99 so these guys are buying these pallets these are brand new products clearance end of line end of season you know maybe as we call it here the gray market short dated consumables you know his video today had lots of coca-cola products drinks foods snacks all within two or three months and I've been watching him and they, they all sell. So, you know, people are buying these things. Mm -hmm. So he's buying these products from somewhere and it's not all food, you know, it's, it's hard goods, homewares, etc. Yep. So him and these other big sellers are buying these from somewhere and I don't know where they're getting them from. So Phil, they're getting it from uh, distribution centers of stores, right? So we've been doing a lot of research in this because we're trying to like, we're like, I'll, I'll kind of give you what like our plans are in terms of trying to get you guys better product. We're trying yeah. to, we're trying to amass enough cash to go directly to the store, right? The store level. If we can get a big enough people into the store level, we can then give you guys the, the profit on the back end, right? So what that guy, that guy doing is he's the wholesaler and he's getting it from the distribution centers. So the best way, um, I'll talk about what Elan's question is too. Which so he, he's cutting out the wholesaler. He's cutting out the guy in the middle. So he is the wholesaler. That's why. So he's wholesaling oh, yeah. products, right? So he is the guy in the middle, but he's getting it from the distribution center. So what you can do with the distribution center is you can call them up, right? For distribution centers, you want to ask for the salvage department, salvage department, 
salvage department. But the problem with this is you have to buy full um, full truckload containers, right? So that's about yeah, 24 yeah. pallets. So again, what he's doing is he's taking, um, let's, make, let's make this an easy number. Let's say he's buying $10,000 worth of product um, and there's 24, um, there's 24 pallets, 24 pallets. He's then selling these individually, yeah. right? So then let me see if we can divide this. Well, he's selling, he's, he's, I mean, his video this morning was from like yesterday. He had three, mm -hmm. three truckloads. So that's three container loads. So he had like 60 odd pallets came in yesterday and he quickly did a video and he's, he sells them individually. He'll, you know, he'll sell a case of, a case of Diet Coke for like $2 in your terms. Yep. Right. He's bought them probably for a dollar. So he's doubling his money. So there's people queuing up and coming on in their cars to buy the, you know, the, the, whatever it is he's selling. It's amazing. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Elaine, there's, there's two ways to go and talk to these people, whatever model you're going for. If you're going to that, like the downsize and estate companies, or you're going to, um, like the bit I call this, this is business. This is a consumer. So business consumer, if you're going to business, you can always just ask, right? Like if you're trying to find who has it, call these stores that have a bunch of supply. Like, hey, uh, I'm a big buyer. I'm looking to buy a bowl, um, truckloads. Can you give me the right person, right? Um, no. This is a little bit more, this is the, the consumer side is a little more dicey um, in terms of that. You have to go, like I got this connection through another state lawyer. It's basically, um, the, the DCs are a lot easier because it's a business. You can contact somebody. Um, if your guy is going consumer based, it's a little bit harder. You have to get like, especially in like, like no one, no, the problem is in the trust side or like the lawyers, lawyers don't trust many people. So you have to get like a recommendation through another lawyer, which you can do some things, but you can start reaching, reaching out. Okay. People we, call we, don't, emails. We, don't, we don't trust them either. Yeah. <laughs> true, hey, hey, true. hey, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Except for I'm doing this instead because it's more fun. I'm true. joking. <laughs> My, my best friends, one of my best friends is a barrister here in the UK. I'm, I'm kidding too. My, my husband's always, a lawyer. I don't trust him. Really <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry, yeah. Tom, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. So, um, so in terms of uh, what that guy's doing, again, he's just breaking them down. If you want, if you want to go the next step to DC level, you have to be able to process a truckload, right? Or get two yeah. people like yourself that are more than, more than happy to split the truckload. Um, cause for these DCs are looking or, or just people at the next level, they want to dump off as much as possible. It could be a, DC, a distribution center or even like the, the trust and estate lawyers, right? They just want to have one person do everything. Um, so what you can do is you can package your service. Um, or there's two ways this you can either like package your service um, or you can niche down and be really specific so in the dc side they're gonna have to kind of package and take as much as possible um in the trust and estates i would niche down kind of like what we did right here is we only deal with very very high end we'll say you're high in artwork with these blah blah blah, blah. um like we're, just, we're basically just doing the highest highest end so we niche down we're not taking like the basic stuff we'll just take the super super high end stuff um, so there's those two ways, Big, the bigger you go, the bigger companies are just going to want to package it up and sell it bulk to you. Um, but yeah. That's Elaine, the, that's what, can I ask what, uh, what you sell? What, what type of product? I sell everything, anything that I think would sell, I sell, um, so can I make a suggestion? This has worked for me in the last year. So I, 
go to estate sales. I don't know if you do that. And I've gotten to know a few people. And this one, yes. one person in particular, um, she needed help either like sometimes sitting, you know, on Saturday or Sunday, or actually when she has like too many houses to, to clean out at once. And I actually trade my labor for a ton of really good stuff. Um, the first one there to pick it. And because I don't charge her, you know, she has to pay other people, I don't know, a hundred dollars say for six hours or something. Um, but I get really nice things that she's not necessarily, you know, she doesn't care. She's not necessarily interested in, she just needs the house emptied out. And I know there are, there are other women she calls even at the end and there's still good stuff to just get the place cleared out because if she's agreed to clear it all out and people aren't necessarily doing uh, estate sales during COVID. So she has to take it off site to like a warehouse. She lets people dig through and take what they want. And then it costs her nothing. So if you kind of get to know these people, um, sometimes that can work in your favor as well. I've gotten a lot of great stuff. In fact, that's now my number one source. I have more stuff than I can actually list. So if that's the type of thing you want to go for rather than liquidation, that's a suggestion as well. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'll look into that. Um, I had a qu question, Ty. Yep. Uh, as far as I'm having trouble figuring out, um, what did you call it? How long my stuff sits, my turnover. Yep. So is there a faster way to do it with eBay besides looking at each listing, see when I listed it and when it sold? Because it's number one, it's pretty cumbersome to do it that way. Yeah, uh, so there's even a bigger problem with that. eBay actually doesn't give you how long or when your item was listed. Since it turns right. over, everything has a 30-day turnover, and then that's how they that's how they charge you again, right? right. Um, there's really no way to do that directly. So that's what we try to add into our own stuff. But like, okay. there. Uh, that's, that's that's one of the biggest problems you're seeing in eBay. eBay doesn't give you good enough numbers to really optimize your business. But what you can do is like we'll give you a tracker on our end, and that will actually give you the list dates. Um, you can okay. then we can have like um, our team go through and be able to like track that. But we are adding a software in that when you list it, let's say you list us um, the the cost of goods and you list the item, we'll be able to track all that stuff in the near future as well. Cool. I have another question. It's uh, mm -hmm. a little bit off topic, but not. Sure. Um, I was trying to get into your uh, sign in mm -hmm. um, and it's saying it doesn't recognize my email or password. So I then put, um, you know, I forgot my password thinking, okay, maybe there was a typo and it won't even let me send the forgot password thing. It just doesn't work. Um, I know I tried to get in a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago, and maybe it was before you guys allowed sign-ins and at that time i was just chatting with whoever the you know if you go to hammock.com who it's mm -hmm. the virtual person and yep. when i tried to sign in i was like i can't access that anything and they said oh yeah that's because that's only for for us and um, like only employees can access that and i thought well then why did you make me come up with a password so i'm confused <laughs> it might be that you just launched this but i still can't get in Correct. Yeah. So we just launched it. So any old customers, um, let me know and I'll actually put you on the list and we'll add, we have to add you in manually right now, which is kind of a pain in the butt, but um, that's what we have as right now. And then once we add you in manually, then you'll get a username and password and then you can start using the software. So let me actually write so that down on my list. So how do I, um, yep. So I'll add you to, 
I'll add oh, just okay. a list right now on my end, and then it takes about um, our team will be able to put you on in probably today or if not really tomorrow, and we'll get you on, and then we'll send you an email with the username and password. Oh, that would be great. Okay, so do you have my you have my email, right? Yep, I'll put you on. I'm okay. doing on my phone right now. Cool, but good question. Yeah, if anybody else wants to do that, just send me an email, um, and we can put you on. Obviously, the new customers will automatically be generated on there. Old customers, um, we'll, we have to add you on manually, which we we're we're figuring out a way to make that a little bit easier. But it's like, what do we so on our end? It's like, how what do we want to have? Um, what 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 do we want to give to you guys first? Um, and like, how do we prioritize that? So if you guys, whatever you guys want in terms of any features or anything like that, let us know and we'll try to prioritize those instead of other things, right? That's what we're trying to prioritize, like photoing faster, making sure everything gets up and speed wise, um, that kind of information, right? No, so again, this would be great. Cause if I can get on, then I can use that form you were showing before. And cause I've got a lot of photos ready to go, but I was kind of waiting before I put them on Google drive because I still yep. don't have, you know, it's not working, but at least if I can kind of get those ready, uh, that would be good. Yep. So then I'll, I'll send you the email later today or tomorrow with the, okay. your login and we can go from there. Okay. All right. Thanks. Good question though. Cool. Um, any other questions we can go over? We got about 10 minutes left. I'm more than happy to answer any questions on your business, um, how to scale, anything along those lines. Yeah. I have another question, have please. Yep. Uh, when the guys, when the guys are doing the pricing, mm -hmm um what what what's the kind of process for them because I, I let me tell you why i'm asking because i would say that not 80 percent 80 percent of the pricing is 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 pretty much you know it's it's where it should be mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty good um, a few of them a few of them are slightly off so and when i say off mainly underpriced rather okay. than over um, yep. so what our team's going through is they're going to the sole listings and then going and kind of uh, aggregating those into the middle, right? So depending on what you wanted your listings to be, high, medium, or low, they're trying to aggregate those and then put your listing in the, let's say it's, tw let's say we have 10 items that they're selling between $10 and $20. We're, we're putting the average and then trying to get the average. So sometimes how eBay works is there's not enough information. That's why you might be seeing those, those mislabeled, right? But the majority of them, like you said, 80% we're getting spot on, but you can always sell us lists a bit higher in the ones that um, uh, are harder to list, or you can give us the, the higher price point as well. And then we can always deduct that as well. Either or we're more than happy to do. Can I, can we um, specifically ask to do a certain way? Like, I mean, you're going to laugh, but. Um, I tend to price mine, just go in the solds, put on the highest sold and that's my price and yep. it's worked for me. I, I price high and I, I sell high. So, um, yeah, Is the, yes. can we ask they do it that way rather than, you know, aggregate and add 20% or something? Yep. So what we can do is high, medium, or low, and then the high is going to be the top price, right? Uh, yep. Medium is going to be the medium price. That's where the aggregate, aggregate for the medium price. This one's the one that's kind of it's harder to do, but we can do it, right? Because we're aggregating that middle price, and the right. low is going to be the lowest, right? So we're more than happy to do um, uh, any of those. So again, let's let let your VA know, and they'll change it on your sheet because each person has their own. Uh, sheet on the back end of what we're pricing it off of, right? So you can you can also do some weird pricings, like some people want to. Some people are bumping it up twenty percent and then running a twenty percent off right. sale. We're more than happy to do that as well. Um, bumping up twenty percent. We we can kind of again we can tailor this to you guys. Okay. Uh, that that was that was based around my question as well that I was going to ask actually. 
there are you know there are people we 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 both know one of them who puts he puts his prices up i think something like 22 25 percent and then he runs a sale or he knocks you know now what's the psychology behind that because if you put your price too high then people are not maybe not going to look at it in the first place right yeah, so on that side, like the, the psychology that, that the people are going for that are running this is saying, oh, people like sales, so I'm going to generate a fake sale and that should drive more drive more um, people to that. But like, so like, again, I, 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 I like last year and this year just alone, right? I buy a lot, I buy a lot of product. And how I buy stuff on eBay is I just go to eBay, well, my team does. They go to eBay and then just filter from lowest price and then they buy those lowest price up to a certain, because I'm buying our return on investment, right? And yep. they're doing that, right? So if you're tr- like, so the, re- the reason why Amazon works, um, Amazon works well, Amazon.com, Amazon, I, I buy this product so you guys can buy it if you want. <laughs> That's fine. Um, why Amazon works so well is because this buy box generates 95% of the sales, right? And this buy box is based off of price. So people like, it's like, let me ask a question. I kind of open to the group. If, if you guys are going into a, like, how, how do you guys, how do you guys shop? Do you guys shop for the lowest price? Um, or do you guys look for uh, service for the same product? Right. That's how you like that. That's the way you got to think about this too. Um, like, so I guess the psychology that, like, that we buy off of. So kind of give you that, but the reason why people run fake sales is because the psychology of, Oh, it's on sale. I'm going to buy it, which, I don't know if it works or not. Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. We haven't, again, we haven't run the numbers on individual people to really figure that out, which hopefully we will in the future. My psychology of working, pricing things high, which does seem to work for me, but I think it only mostly works with say one-offs like vintage type things is perceived value. It's definitely a thing. I take really good pictures. I do really good listings. And I, I try to get, you know, really good products. I point out if there's any flaws and people will pay more. They will pay more for that. Just like people will shop Neiman Marcus instead of Kmart. And sometimes it's the same product. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just a kind of a different business model. Um, as I said, depending on, on what you sell, you can't do it on, you know, kind of everyday items and expect to sell the, the highest yeah. price because I do shop low to high and then work yeah. my way, you know, work my way through if I think somebody's not, but you know, if you're a top rated seller, that's another, another plus that you can charge more for, so to speak. So yeah. there's a lot of psychology. If you have yeah. it, the rarer the product you have, the more you can, the more you can charge for Cause I'll kind of give you an example. I have a product that I sell that sells about 150 units a month and I'm the only seller. Thus, I can charge way more than anybody else or way more than like it, what it should be worth is because I have this, there's, there's so much demand and there's not enough supply since I create, I can create the price, right? It's all about supply and demand. If you're selling um, basically um, consumer, consumer items that um, sure, you can have some price bump up if you have the better quality item in terms of condition wise, and you can obviously show that in photos. But um, at that same point, if you have the if you have the best quality, if if your, if your goal is trying to if your goal is trying to maximize, so the numbers become really interesting. If the, if your goal is trying to maximize 
um, uh, revenue and the, the more revenue you grow, the, the more money you can make. Right. So but if you're trying to maximize revenue, you should be the, be the best, the best quality and lowest price. Price because you like because ninety except if you're running that like that estate stuff that it's, it's one off that people are looking for that no one else has you can then charge a higher margin but if you're in the <laughs> consumer consumer base like if you really want to scale and move as much product as possible depending on your turnover if your turnover is fine leave it the way it is but if you're trying to up that turnover then oh everything just died now like there we go if you're, trying, if you're trying to up that uh, turnover then low, best quality and lowest price is going to move a lot more product sure your margins decrease but then it comes then it then it becomes a scale game right because yeah. in my opinion like i rather so like if i if i did 170 if i did 170 i like and i can do um what is it let's say my margins 20% i rather make like 340 um instead of and i'm pushing margin instead of holding on to items and i'm looking at let's say let's say i do a fraction let's say i did like so i did 350 the year before um and i'm having like a 50 percent margin um it's just it's just the math the math goes higher the more the more rep that's why big these big companies have so that's why Bezos is worth so much money even though his margin is so slim um in terms of like his overall net so slim it's because he's pushing out so many units that's how he makes so much money because if you if, if you're in the if you're in the million dollar plus or not in that small if you're in the 10 to 20 30 40 whatever that may be you can then buy you can go directly to the store right there's more options you have the hot the, the more money you're pushing through the system and the more the more cash flow you have and you can do a lot more things you can you can raise debt on this you can you get financing in other ways it's so like personally me like below selling the like what i sell products i sell new products that are the cheapest price and that's how that's how i move products right i don't care my minimum roi is 20 percent um even sometimes i'll even take 10 to 15 depending on if it has a high return rate because obviously if the return rate is 15 i'm selling it at 15 you break even um but i try to sell my products the cheapest possible and i move volume i it's a, it's a volume game for me i, I have a question I, about <clears throat> reducing prices um it, it, so do you have any opinion or any information as to, um, you know, let's say you've had something and you realize the price is too high after mm -hmm. a couple of months or something, mm -hmm. do you end it and relist it with a lower price, put it on sale, or can you just r reduce the price without ending it and relisting it? Is there like a bet best way to do that? Yeah, so it depends on your strategy. So there's there's different options right there. I'll kind of talk through. But I'll talk. I'll kind of talk through. We're gonna probably go over a few minutes, but that's fine. I have to go to the house at if nine thirty. But um, so there's kind of different options, right? So uh, the only problem is if you end a listing, you lose watchers. So what I would do is I would send all watchers, like let's say three to four days beforehand, the price you want to go down to, whatever discounted rate you want to go down to, send them all that offer at that discounted rate. Um, and then if you have to, I would kill the listing deep. Um, I would delist reprice and then relist. Um, okay. that will get your, that'll become a new listing. Right. Um, right. that's gonna be the best way to do that. So again, send that, send all your watchers an offer and then delist reprice and then relist. Makes sense. Thanks. Mm -hmm. 100%. I think somebody else yeah. had a question. Yeah, I, I tend to, I, when I get, items that have been watched mm -hmm. 
I usually send maybe once a day, send out a bunch of offers and I just take off the minimum of 5%. Um, and I don't know if anybody else does that, but I find that works quite well. I get quite a few extra sales from that. Um, Even at 5%, really? Yeah, if, if the, because I'm, I try to price my products quite well. Well, right. these guys do a good job of pricing the products for me. Sometimes it's just enough you know to take somebody you know to push them into the the buying zone some of them are 10 percent, but most most of them i just put in the minimum of five and it, it it can work on some products on some of the more expensive products then yeah i'll push it up to 10 percent because it's a it's a nicer number to look at um the reason why that works is because it gets into their face right so it puts it into their ebay and it says like oh the seller's offering this it's a basically yeah gets attention, right? So if you think about sales, sales happens the same way each, every time, right? Traffic, traffic, like equals attention, right? Like this, this is all like the, the more traffic you have is the more attention you have. And this, then that, then that equals sales, right? So that's, that's what that, that's what the offer is doing. It's basically bringing, even at that 5%, it's more about the attention that it's bringing than the, than the offer, even though obviously the lower you offer, the better chance you have to sell. But at the same time, it's just, you're bringing a lot more attention to that item, which is, which is powerful, especially people that the watchers are saying that they want to buy this. So if you give them a price or you get them attention on that item, they have a higher conversion rate, which is interesting. What cool. about free shipping versus charging for shipping? Um, the number, yep. The numbers are about free shipping gets about a 15% extra bump, right? So free shipping is going to be the best. Um, if you want that 15 or 10 to 15% extra bump, that's mm. pretty consistent around, around the thing. Right. Um, personally, I don't like if I don't, um, let me try to say, um, I don't know why people would price with shipping when the numbers are that way. Um, but again, to reach their own, um, also with returns, right. The numbers are also saying like, you, you should have a 30 day return policy because it even doesn't matter. Right. People are like, I don't want any returns, but, how eBay works is I know this I know this well because we turn a lot of items the eBayers um, is I can go to as not described and you're gonna get the return either way so there's no there's no reason why you should have no returns because eBay is gonna force you to do the return so why not take the extra bump in sales? No, I totally agree with that. Actually, I've only had one return out of 350 sales, nice. so I have free yeah 30 day returns. I don't do free returns though because I feel like. If they're going to return it, I want them to at least have to pay for the postage so they have some skin in the game and they think about it before they buy it, just figuring, oh, I can send it back because then it's going to cost me to ship it there, ship it back. I just, I just don't, I, I've thought about it, but I haven't done the free returns yet. So think about the barrier to entry, right, too. If, so, if somebody's like, oh, she doesn't offer free returns, thus I'm not going to buy it. It might damper some sales, but like, again, it's, it's how... This business model, there's best practices, but best practices aren't how, like, to each their own, right? However right. you guys want to run your store is how you, it's, it's your, it's your, it's your thing, right? It's your baby. It's your, yeah. it's your business. So to each, you can do what you can do, whatever, whatever, you all, whatever, whatever floats your, the boat, right? I think it depends on what you're selling too. Um, you know, I, I do charge for shipping. I didn't notice any difference when I did free shipping for when I, as, to when I charge for shipping. But I think it's because the people that buy my products 
they don't mind paying for shipping. They don't care. They want that particular item. They're willing to pay a hundred dollars for it. They don't care if they have to pay another 12 for, for shipping. Um, I'm not sure that they do the math, which when I'm shopping, I do. I look at the free shipping price and try to figure out whether it's cheaper to just pay for shipping and buy the lower priced one versus buy a higher priced one with free shipping. The other thing I don't like about free shipping is that if I decide to have a sale and reduce my price, I'm also, so if let's say something is $100 and, and $10 or $15 for shipping. So I price it free shipping, $115. And then I decide to have a 20% off sale. I'm now getting less money for the shipping. So I'm actually giving more than 20% off on the product. When I charge for shipping, I reduce the price. It's only on the product. So that's another mathematical thing I've kind of thought about. Yeah, most people should be making the money on shipping too. A lot of people make, I like, when I was doing eBay, I made two to three bucks on shipping. But uh, Elaine, you have a question? Yes. Um, my question is the new spreadsheet we have now that we're uploading on, would it be custom, can it be customized to um, the items we upload? Because the last one that we was doing before we changed to this one was sort of kind of customized to my Pacifics. Um, can you, uh, I'm, I'm kind of confused on the question. Oh, it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, no, I know. Is, is, like, it, is I, it talking I, about like, the tracker we're giving you or is it something else? Yeah, like the front and back. Um, to me, this one, the new one is more like for clothes or something, you know, high end other stuff where I just do, yeah. You're talking about this? Mm-hmm. Okay the conditions so you don't need the whole 12 fo uh, photos no so all we need guys is in the photos we need the if you're doing clothing we'll need the uh the default so whatever default photo you want and then the brand and the tag right anything else brand and model works fine or as long as we can see the item right so it doesn't matter how many items how many photos you give us that's it's all completely up to you right and all we actually need if, if the brand and model are there or brand and tag is we just need the condition so the whole goal okay. is to be able to minimize the amount of effort that has to be put on your end right because we want you guys to be able to scale the whole, the whole business model between this is to be able to have have uh you as the customer um or or Pete reseller let's, let's just say the reseller do as least as possible and then the rest gets done um either by software or by our team right that's the overarching goal so however you can however you think that we can improve that we're more than happy to like like hear the hear the idea and then try to implement that as well but again whenever you're trying to think about this stuff it's how can i do as least as possible and make amic do the most work as possible okay so I got two minutes. I got, I'm looking to buy a piece of property. So I got two minutes. Anybody have any questions? This is probably the, we'll, we'll do any questions for the last two minutes. If not, we'll jump off. One more quick question. I just want to know if, initially I signed up with Hammock just to do listings, but if I have you guys do cross listing, do you, would you, would I be able to look at the draft first and only when it's good to go, then you would cross list it to the other sites? Is that how that works? Yep. So what happened first? So we're gonna do your listing, right? So I'll 
make this easy. So we're gonna do your listing. That's gonna go to your main site. Uh, let's just call it eBay for now. eBay. Uh, right. Um. Yep. And then if you if you auto list with us, so let's say you like our listings enough that you'll you'll just auto list those. If not, we'll put those in a draft form. Once you launch those draft, once you launch it, um, then we'll cross list it. Okay. And we also delist too. Make sure you guys do the delist. That's probably the biggest time consumer. Um, and how you do that is just forward us the emails to delist at hammock.com. Um, it actually works pretty dang well. Um, we'll do it overnight and we are automating that process in the near future. Hi. Yep. Uh, sorry, I, I have one last question. Because <laughs> um, I've got to go as well. Um, when, when you've got items that are not selling, they've been on your shelf for... What kind of period should you, should you, if something hasn't sold, what kind of period should you start to look at that product? Um, so what we should do In is your opinion. Yep. You, what I would do is I would say first month, leave it at the price you want. Then, then um, take a 20, 10 to 20%, 20 to 25% um, deduction of that price. 50% liquidates. You want, you want to be able to, you want to be able to get your money in money out. Um, yeah. as fast as possible, right? Even if you break even on a product, it makes it so you get your cash, you can then be able to reinvest into another product. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look for that. And then after, after perhaps, what, three months, and it's not sold? Um, Liquidate it, take, take the take loss. It off and, take it off and put it in a box and bundle it so, up. Yep, sell it on Facebook Marketplace or whatever that may be, or you can go to auction sites. Auction sites don't give you like like no money for it, but um, you can always you at least get some money back out of it. I would post it on Facebook Marketplace or bundle it up for resellers, which I just dump the product, bo box it up and give you somebody a good deal. Either break even on it or take take a little bit of a loss. Again, it's about getting it's about getting the money in, money out as fast as possible. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, we got one last question. Michelle says, "May may have missed this, but um, will you will be able to use the app to post on our own?" Yep. So the app you want to be able to post it. It'll be posting it on your own. Um, uh, that's some of the best way to do it. Um, I think that's the question. I gotta go. I gotta run. Yep. Cheers, guys. Catch you, Phil. Bye. Right. Thanks. Bye. Yep. So, uh, Michelle, um, yeah, so you can use the app and this is what you can be able to post on the app. Um, again, all we need is um, a default photo, a brand and model or brand and tag, um, and then the use condition. Quantity will always be one. So um, it makes it easy. Again, we want to have you guys do as least as possible and have Hammock do as much work as possible. Like, like we're trying to make this dish, like as most try to try to push the work on us. Make sense. Cool. Yep. If that answers your question, I gotta, I gotta run, guys. Um, have a great rest of your week, and we'll do it again this on Tuesday. See Thanks, you guys. Ty. Yep. Thanks, Ty. See you later.